The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Erin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and off-season shenanigans. It's like the real, real off-season now. I mean, it was the real, real off-season last time, too. Yeah, but then they did stuff. Uh, This is episode big 100. Can you believe? I feel like I should be dressed up. I know, or drinking some champers or something like that. It is way too early in the day. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm way too tired. Uh, I'm way too tired is where we are, actually. That's fair. It's, you know, it's, it's a day. It's certainly a day. Speaking of Dave doing this for a long time. Oh, that's what she said? (laughs) So we have been recording this podcast in some form for four and a half years now. God, is that how long it's been? Mm Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. And... I just got a external hard drive because I have been needing to back up stuff because I now do three podcasts currently and my hard drive was filling up quite rapidly. Do you want to guess? <laughs> so I moved on there everything from 2015, 16, 17, and 18 from Deep Heart Hockey. Oh, oh man. Do you want to guess how many gigs of Deep in the Heart of Hockey podcast we have? How big is how big is the hard drive on your computer? My hard drive on my computer is 500 gigs. Well, 450 when you factor in system stuff. I feel like it's at least 100 just based on how much I know, like how big I know my file sizes are. It is over 100. All right. Is it 150? <laughs> it's close. It was 136 gigs. Good God. Deep in the heart of hockey. <laughs> I love that you're hanging on to all of it, too. <laughs> you know, these are our archives, Carolyn. Right? This is this is Somebody my Somebody in the future will find this and build an entire cult based on our podcast. <laughs> Just that would be like, such a shit show. <laughs> have you ever have you ever read the book A Canticle for Leibowitz? No, I've never even heard of it. Okay, so it's um I can't remember who wrote it because I'm blanking, but um I took a sci-fi class in college and it was one of the books that we read. Um, it's a sci-fi novel about a future where, um, some catastrophic, cata- like, cataclysmic event happened, and people are basically going on archaeological digs for shit that was around right now, and one of the sacred texts that they built this whole religion around, you, as the reader, know, is some guy's fucking shopping list. <gasps> and so they do, like, these, you know, like, how monks used to do those beautiful, like, illuminated scripts of the Bible and shit with, like, the special pictures and the lettering and Uh all that. Like, they would do that for this fucking guy's grocery list. It was... And, like, it it was a monogram stationary, so that's how they know it was his last name was Leibowitz, so that's why it's Canticle for Leibowitz. But, man, it's... Like, that aspect of it was hilarious. I'm just trying to picture, like, what our cult... (laughs) <laughs> what their rituals and practices would be. I think it would definitely be like, and now is the time for the reciting of the happy things. 
You know they've got to take out time every day to cackle like witches the way they're <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It's the only appropriate response to any question, comment, or shenanigan. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> Oh, now is the time we cackle. <laughs> I wonder if that, that maybe they would have lost what the meaning of shenanigan is, and so they don't. Yeah, there, there's like <laughs> a, entire books written about the meaning of the word shenanigan. <laughs> and they're trying to understand your stat talk, and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, definitely. What is definitely, that? She must have been touched by a god from on high. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, so true. Yes. Oh, okay. Man. So. Stars updates? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, this is stars updates. I mean, we're updating <laughs> the stars. Um... Really, again, we're deep in the throes of the offseason. Um, really, the only thing that's so far happened is that Jason Dickinson signed. And for a fairly reasonable amount. Like, yeah. no one was unhappy with that. I think it was a good contract. I think it's an especially good little show-me deal for an RFA who had a great showing in the playoffs, which, again, wasn't too many games, but was something to build on. So I'm excited about that. I think he and Hints will probably get started on the second line this year, as opposed to having to wait, work their way up. Fingers crossed. So with, uh, yeah. with our favorite player from California. Actually. Yes. Probably Joe Pavelski. Yes. <laughs> That's a much better favorite player from California. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's uh can't can't discount all the recent transplants. Unfortunately, just not in one broad swoop. No, that's true. That's fine. I mean, that's fine. I'd like to be reminded that we have Joe Pavelski. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, definitely worse worse outcomes. Yeah, I'm sure other people do not like to be reminded that we have Joe Pavelski. But yeah, well, Sharks fans have Eric Carlson. They can go cry in their <laughs> cry in, cry into their beautiful Swedish hair. Exactly. <laughs> uh did you see and i don't think you probably would have because he's only been putting them out this morning and you were working um but our friend sean tierney charting hockey on twitter um is starting to do some regression point-based regression stuff and mm -hmm. he actually has the stars winning the central next year i mean i've been here before and been burned so i'm not gonna get excited I suspect it's based on the strength of our goaltending from last year, because uh -huh. our goaltending was so good last year. It really was. And I don't think we can expect the same kind of goaltending. I think it'll be good. I don't expect, like, bad goaltending. Right. But um, I don't think it'll be Vezina goaltending. No. It's, I, it's bad to ask. expect Vezina goaltending. Sorry, say that again? It's bad to expect Vezina goaltending. Yeah, no, you never you never want to get into a place where you just expect that to happen. You're just going to get disappointed. Uh, note to Montreal. <laughs> oh my god, right? <laughs> uh, the other thing that's really happening is that kind of everybody's on vacation. And I thought it was really cool because most of them are like, ooh, I'm in, you know, the Bahamas or whatever beautiful beachy place. But John Klingberg and his brother and their 
girlfriends slash wives slash are they also twins? I don't know. Are in Japan. Like they're posting a lot of like really fun videos from like Tokyo and stuff. Oh and I shit, like, I didn't know that. On on yeah. Instagram? Again, I only follow, follow Carl Klingberg on Instagram because he's the hot one. Wow, that's just rude. <laughs> I also followed Jason Demers's brother on Instagram. Oh yeah, no, for a really long time. I also followed Brent Seabrook's brother on, on Instagram. <laughs> it's like I don't actually care about what the hockey players post because they usually post stupid stuff, and then I'll always see it on Stars Twitter anyway. And so, like, I don't need to follow you on Instagram, but I want to follow your hot brother. <laughs> you know what I love about um, hockey? Bro- like, okay, so I don't know if I ever told you about this. I probably did at some point. But uh, my friend Tess and I used to have this whole conspiracy theory built around, like, the younger brothers or the, you know, the brothers of famous hockey players, right? The ones that mm-hmm. also tried to make it in the sport and then had to give up at some point and now, now are just, like, living their fucking lives. And so uh-huh. we, we, ha- we kind of had David Taves as, like, the captain of that <laughs> of that club and not um, jared stall no no not jared stall we had david taves because i don't know if you've ever seen a picture of david taves but he is so hilariously unfortunate looking when Aww. when his brother is jonathan fucking taves yeah and it's not that i think that jonathan taves is the most attractive hockey player out there but his brother is truly truly not great in the face. Aww. And I felt really bad for him, so I made him the president. <laughs> <laughs> also because he tried real hard to make it in hockey and did not. Oh. Uh, so Jared, the thing about Jared is that Jared um, has been described by many people as the best stall brother at hockey, but also the one who gives the least amount of shits about hockey. So yeah, like, he's playing in like England now. Yeah. Like, his dad, on several occasions, I believe, I think it was his dad, has said that he's the best player on the in the family, but he just doesn't apply himself or try. Which, fair. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about this. I mean, he's going to inherit the sod farm, probably, so right. that's fine. It, his parents are probably fairly well off. Uh, they <laughs> own a sod farm. They're fine. Well, I don't know how much a sod farm makes, but um, I'm assuming it's good. I'm just saying his dad's not a barista at Starbucks, so he's probably well off, is all I'm saying. And they put fucking four children through, through junior hockey. I know. That, that's a, that's another thing. They're, they're, they're probably, probably fine. fine. But the other thing is, and I mean, it's not like he's not making money. He's making no, yeah. a living wage. Well, and yeah, also, you know? I don't want to discount how expensive that must have been to put four boys through yes. the Canadian hockey. Yes. Like, but I was game. thinking about this to get a little deep. Uh, oh, a God. lot this past we week. We don't do be- that here. I know, I know. Well, also, yeah, that's what podcast. she said. <laughs> wrong cult for this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, with, you know, the Amazon strikes and, and the labor and that kind of thing. And, like, honestly, I've been kind of at a loss. Uh, I'm working. I like my job. It's a good job. It's a career but it's not what I want to do with my life like I like marketing fine I like it a lot actually like it it's the only thing in business I'd want to do uh huh <laughs> thank you for the commentary you're welcome uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I also feel like you know I really prefer a lot of these creative pursuits I prefer podcasts 
podcasting, right? Like I like audio editing. I just don't have a whole lot of time for it. So it takes up pretty much all my free time or like, I love writing, but I also only get to write in the morning. And I just, you know, thinking about how much of my day is taken up by work and commuting to and from work and then being tired because I have already worked all day. And just thinking about how like the American culture of the hustle. And it just makes me feel like, is there something I'm doing wrong (laughs) that I'm not willing to work two full jobs, one that doesn't actually pay me yet? (laughs) No, no. What you're, what you're doing wrong is you're living in the wrong country where like that is like, it's one of those things where it's like, that's kind of what's expected of you. And it's like seen as normal to get ahead. Like I, I am currently living that lifestyle as you know, and it is fucking Mm -hmm. exhausting and I wouldn't wish this on anybody. Yeah, and I think, well, and again, I know, I mean, I know logically that that's the answer, right? Like, right. we shouldn't have to live to work. No. But also, it's so deeply ingrained within my brain, because I am American, I think, that I'm the one at fault here, <laughs> right? Like, oh. that this is my fault, that I am not hustling hard enough to get ahead. I do not have that problem. I'm glad for you. Thanks. It's a I mean, problem to have. <laughs> it's, it's not like I don't have other problems. I just don't have yes. that particular one. <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, that's kind of makes me a lot of all of the stuff that's been happening this week, especially with respect to labor rights, has been making me think about that a lot. Yeah. Uh, speaking of labor rights, Mitch Marner still has not signed a contract. <laughs> True facts. And he hasn't accepted any offer sheets. The rumor is that he turned one down or one was floated at him and never officially tendered. Um, so Toronto, without that to talk about, has decided to go another route with being themselves. <laughs> with being themselves. This past couple of weeks. Did you hear about the whole controversy with William Nylander? Melander. Good lord. I know. Sorry, William Melander changing his number to 88. I saw that it was a thing, but I did not hear what the controversy was. The controversy was that at one point in time, Eric Lindros wore that number for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. It's not retired, obviously. Right. And it was only for like a season or two. But so because people are he's... mad because he's using a number that Eric Lindros used? Yes. I. It must be so exhausting to be a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. To have like that level of like, how dare you, literally all the damn time. Like, I just get tired just hearing about the things that they're angry about. Mm-hmm. People talk about, like, outrage fatigue with regards to social justice, and it is real, but how are the Leafs fans still able to keep going? I, how are you not tired? <laughs> how do you not want to break from being this angry all the fucking time? I don't get it. <laughs> Why do you even like hockey? Like, it's- do, no, no, no. Not why do you like hockey, but do you even like hockey? Because all you do is complain about it. Do you just like complaining? 
Because it sure doesn't seem like you like hockey. Oh my god, did you see that? Oh, who was it? The Atlantic, maybe? Is Justin Bourne? What is Justin Bourne right for? The Athletic. The Athletic. I, an A word, whatever. No, I mean, I confuse those two all the fucking yeah. time. So did you see the article that he posted the other day talking about like whether or not people should wear um, a jersey for a player that is younger than them? What? Yes! That was a whole ass article that had multiple thousands of words written in it. But why does anyone care? I don't know. Carolyn, like, I don't understand this mindset at all. So if you're old and into hockey, do you only get to wear people who are retired? Like, do you- Or is it Dana Chara? I put, he's not that, I mean, he's not that old. If you're like in your 60s going to a game, there's no player on the ice that's younger than you, older than you. That's fair. That's fair. Gotta start wearing the jerseys of the coaches. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll just show up in Monty's like college jersey. Is that what? Was that what I do now? No. No. What you gotta do is wear a suit. Uh. Uh. Oh. I don't want go to. Gotta rep. Rep the coach in a suit and tie. But and then can, you can I put his name, his name on the back? Ba- okay, I was about to say. After I- absolutely have to that, put the name. I on mean, because otherwise nobody knows what I'm doing, right? I'm just showing. Right. You. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That sounds awful. I don't want to do that. Can I, I'm just, just going to keep wearing Jamie Benn's jersey, who is eight years younger than me, and I don't give a oh, shit. I, like, how you know exhausting. what this is. How exhausting. You know what it is, is that it's another form of gatekeeping, is in people who are new to the sport get the jerseys of the new players. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Fuck for sure. that noise. I know. It's, Yeah. I was, I, and the thing is, I clicked on the article to read it, because we have an Atlantic, I felt like, a subscription. So I was, I clicked on the article to read it. First of all, it was way too fucking long for an article about a subject that was that fucking stupid. And (laughs) it started out with a, like a twit, a tweeted poll for asking the general public whether or not people should wear jerseys for players younger than them. And overwhelmingly, the answer was yes. But the the size of the gra of the of the of the bar for no was so large, even though it lost, that I got so angry I just X'd out of the article without finishing it. Because I was just like, I, like not only should this have won by a fucking landslide, the the only person that voted yes should be the person that fucking tweeted this fucking stupid poll. I was I was just livid. I was so livid. I, I it was one of those things where I was like. I was so angry that somebody tried to gatekeep that particular thing in hockey that I couldn't even, could not even, couldn't even, I couldn't even. I lost the ability to can. There are no both sides in jersey wearing. No. No. God. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) Nylander in 88. (laughs) Toronto. Doing the most. Doing the most. Every day. God. People. Well, in a kind of uplifting hockey news thing that happened just yesterday, um, Artemi Panarin gave an interview uh, with a Russian journalist in Russian. In Russia. In Russia, basically calling out Putin as a bad leader. And talking about how he doesn't believe in the current party and the current leader 
aka Putin. Doesn't think that Russians have freedom. Yep. Doesn't talks about freedom of speech and how they don't have that in Russia. I mean, honestly, it was went really hard. And he is being called the most high profile athlete, Russian athlete to come out against Putin. I mean, I think that's actually true. I, I mean, I'm sure it is. I I, I believe the people who are mm-hmm. saying it. I'm just like, that's mind-blowing that it's Artemi Panarin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that that he's the highest profile one. Yeah. But, I mean, we have talked about this a little bit before on the podcast slash cult. <laughs> Sorry. With, well, I mean, it, I mean, it is a little bit of a cult when you talk about Putin. Because, like, both uh, Alex and Yimke... I know, Nevechkin but you said podcast slash cult. So that's what I I know, talking. I know, I know. Uh... But both Alex Ovechkin and Yevgeny Malkin um, joined whatever that they called that, like the Putin pals or whatever. Yeah. Yep. And people were like excusing the shit out of that. Well, what about their families in Russia? Artemi Panarin just gave this interview in Russian. In Russia. In Russia. To a Russian journalist. Yep. And it's like, he has family there too. Like, at some point, when you have millions of dollars, you need to use your privilege for a good thing. And if you are worried about blowback, make sure that you get your family out of Russia first. Mm-hmm. Which obviously doesn't mean a whole lot, because that one journalist was murdered in England, I think. Um, But, you know, it's certainly something. Yeah. Anyway, I sent it to my dad, because... It was cool. Um, I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing. I've only read like the the excerpts on Twitter. But mm-hmm. um, Slava, the guy that translated it, was also talking about the fact that like there really hasn't been much reaction from Putin because he thinks that Putin doesn't know how to react because this is literally the first time that a high profile athlete has said anything negative about him, and so they're not really sure like what they can do because it's hard to make him disappear because yeah. people know who he is. Yeah. That's again, privilege. There is a yeah. certain privilege in fame. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was really, I was, for a guy like Panarin, who I've kind of always written off, um, he made some pretty racist statements when he was young and playing in Russia. He was 21, I think. And so I've kind of always assumed, and he did oh, I actually. Don't, I don't think I heard about that. So this came out a while when he was playing for the Blackhawks. They actually issued, like, a formal apology. It was a good apology. Like, not even a, like, I'm sorry you were offended apology. It was a good apology. Oh, okay. Acknowledging that he was wrong in that kind of situation. But I always kind of assumed that they made the good apology because they had to, you know? Uh-huh. And so I was never, I would, if I had to pick somebody to go on an anti-Putin rant, it would not have been Panarin. Right. Because he just kind of always seemed a pretty indoctrinated into Russian culture from me. Based on, you know, ju- just that interview specifically, right? Like, I didn't know the kid or the guy, right, at the time. Because, and again, that was when he was playing in Russia. And Russia has an extreme racism problem. Like, and uh, anti-black, specifically. Okay. And, but, so I would never have picked him to be the guy. I would have been like, I honestly, I would have guessed Radulov first. Because he's such a, like, fuck it <laughs> kind of person. Yeah. But yeah, so that's, I don't know, I was, I thought it was, regardless of how you feel about whether or not to trust him on being racist, that's up to you. You can be anti-dictator. And I think it's really interesting to see some of the swings happening there. 
in in just in politics in general like i think there are more hockey players willing to talk politics whether for you know good or bad and i kind of like that Mm -hmm. yep me too so we kind of came up with a new segment for the off season because i was asking Marin about some a personal love life situation spoiler it's bad (laughs) (laughs) um and she gives good advice i try and so i figured why not have you guys ask Marin for advice yes so this is our anti-marin this is our anti-Marin segment. Our anti-Marin. <laughs> our anti-Marin segment. I don't have a theme song for it. That's all right. <laughs> Maybe if, we can figure one out as we go. Something will come to you shortly. You know, they tend to evolve. They do. I've heard that happen. First question. This one comes from our friend Glenn. Excellent. Glenn asks, I just got into coffee. What? I only have... Sorry, keep going. I only have it on the days when it's absolutely necessary, which means a lack of sleep going into an early day of work. I prefer it black, no sugar, not for the taste, but for optimum effect on me. Is this the proper way to drink coffee? Separate question. Have you all seen Midsummer? Okay, so I'm going to answer the last question first. No, (laughs) and I don't plan to. (laughs) No, same. I do not like creepy movies. Yeah, horror, heard, horror movies and I do not do well together. I've heard it's less horror and more just like psychological creepy, which is worse. Uh, frankly, yeah. Well, me. I read the synopsis on on Wikipedia and I can already tell you it's not going to be something I put in my eyeballs. So and then, OK, back to the coffee question. Glenn, um, the right way to drink coffee is the way you like to drink coffee. This is correct. There's no right way to drink coffee that is a universal standard. And anybody who tries to tell you that there is is fucking wrong. So, if you like drinking coffee black with no sugar, do it. But it doesn't sound like like you're doing it for the taste. You're saying you're not doing it for the taste. So, my suggestion to you would be, since you're just getting into it, to experiment with how you like to drink coffee. Um, That's a good idea. So, I mean, try adding a little cream one day. Try adding a little sugar or some fake sugar. I know you like to exercise a lot. So, I mean, maybe don't do a bunch of sugar. Um, there are some good sugar alternatives like Sevia and uh, Splenda and stuff like that that don't taste the nasty way that the pink stuff does. Um, Ooh, uh, one thing they do every once in a while in Canada, maple syrup. I actually have had that and it is also quite tasty. So um, my point to you is that no matter where you go to get coffee, you can add things into it to make it taste better. So if like if you're just like choking it down for the caffeine and that's all you want out of coffee, like, you know, that's all you need out of coffee. Just do that. But if you want to have a more pleasurable experience and, you know, maybe uh, experiment with flavors and taste and different things like that, try different flavored coffees. Try adding sugar. Try adding cream. Do whatever. Move move where the bean takes you is all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> also, just so you know, the caffeine stays even if you put sugar in. It does. It doesn't go away if you add in add-ins. So, so I, it may, may, I mean, I don't know if the optimum effect is that the bitterness helps wake you up also. That could potentially yeah, be a thing. Yeah. So I have, I, had a, I have a couple of follow-up questions on this one. And if you want to hit me up on Twitter for some suggestions, I'm happy to do that. Um, 
I I have been drinking coffee since high school and have a lot of opinions. You know what the optimum way to order coffee at a coffee shop, though, is? Know your order before you get to the damn counter. Oh, God, right. Well, Don't make anybody wait. It's That is true. That is true. Um, and once you get into a good rhythm with a coffee place, like, I have a bunch of places around Austin that know my order when I walk in the door because that's how often I go there. So that's fucking great. And you can get to that place with your local coffee place. Um, if you don't know, if you walk in the store and you don't know what they have and you don't know what you want, like just doing a basic black coffee or like something like a cappuccino or an Americano would be a good base to start with before until you kind of figure out what they've got available. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, don't be that person that just stands there asking the person at the counter, unless there's nobody behind you. If there's nobody behind you, ask them what they suggest, get some, like some recommendations. Um, Every person who works at a coffee shop is also going to have opinions about the coffee that they serve, so. As a rule. As a rule. Especially if you go to one of the hipster places. Oh, God, right? Um, I had been going to Starbucks, you know, obviously, because I was a teenager. Uh, and I was on a road trip in Waco, and we stopped at this non-Starbucks place, and I accidentally said grande for medium. And I thought that the lady behind the counter was going to reach across it and strangle me with my own hair. Like, she, it was the dirtiest look I've ever received for somebody that I didn't, was not actively in a fight with. I was just like, I, I am so fucking sorry for accidentally saying grande, my fucking bad. Lord. That's hilarious. It, it was a lot. It was a lot. I hope that helps, Glenn. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot. And of if it doesn't, don't tell us. <laughs> don't tell Carolyn. You can tell me. <laughs> All I, right. I want to help you with your coffee exploration. So, uh, the Dougal asks, "What pattern should I cross stitch next?" Well, okay, so I don't cross stitch, so I don't have a ton of like you should do this exact pattern. Um, my question for you is, do you have patterns already? That you have, like, going on right now that you're like, oh, it could be this one, it could be this one, it could be this one. Are you currently in the midst of, a con- of like, of a decision? Or are you just like, I literally have no choices, I don't know what I want to do. Because if it's that one, then um, I really can't help you. But if it's the other one, if you send me pictures of the ones that you want to do, maybe I could pick one for you. Um <laughs> But, I know what she should do if she doesn't have an idea. Oh, yeah, because you cross-stitch, right? You you give her an I idea. have cross-stitch. I mostly embroider, but yeah, okay. it's similar. Thread thread art. Yes. Uh, you should cross-stitch your favorite Cory Perry facts. Ooh! Oh my god, yes! With, like, the, some fancy-looking lettering and, like, flowers. <laughs> yeah, you should make it literally like like the bi- illuminated Bible page oh of my Corey Perry god, facts. yes. Oh, Carolyn, that was so good. Auntie Carolyn with the win. <laughs> Coming in clutch. Coming in clutch. <laughs> All right, last question for Auntie Marin. Jason of Dammit Jason fame asks, Life advice question. There's this guy that I'm an acquaintance with who just moved here from California. We've hung out at the same venue a few times, but I've never had the courage to go up to him. Honestly, I used to hate his guts, but now I'm kind of into him. What should I do? Oh, I have so many follow-up questions on this one. 
Um, this feels like Jason, I'm asking for a friend, Jason. <laughs> it does a little bit feel like Jason, I'm asking for a friend, Jason. Um, I First of all, I'm very uh, proud of your character growth there from hating his guts <laughs> into being into him. That's great. Um, I would say at this point, for for me personally, it depends on how many times you've seen him at the same venue. Because if it's more than like two or three, at this point you've seen like he's probably also seen you multiple times and not come up to you. And at this point, you should salt and burn the earth and never talk to him again. Um, <laughs> because that's just going to be too fucking awkward to go up to him on the, like the sixteenth time and be like, "Oh, well, I guess you're never going away, so let's be friends." Um, but if it's just been a couple times, just like, "Hey, oh, hey, you here? You are like." cool you like this venue i don't know what the venue is are you going to shows whatever um you like this thing that we're doing too do you want to plan to go together sometime i mean like whatever like if you if you're into this person go talk to them be friends it'll be great you'll like it i promise i've actually made friends by literally telling people i think we should be friends (laughs) as an adult I mean, Qualifier. how else Important. are you gonna make friends? Like, I don't fucking know, dude. I went to D and D, and I sat next to the only other woman there, and I was like, "Okay, we're gonna play D and D for a session or two, so I can figure out if you're crazy, not crazy." And then we became friends. Excellent. I like it. Um, yes. She made uh, me that, dried apple slices. That happens to me so many times, except that they end up being crazy, and then I'm like, "Oh, how do you break up with a friend?" Google how to break up with friends. <laughs> You're the supposed to be the advice person. How, how? Well, okay. So I'm really good at giving advice to other people. I'm really bad at taking it for myself. Um, the way that I generally break up with friends is I say, yeah, let's, let's get together and then never give them a concrete date so that they don't feel like I'm breaking up with them, but I'm really kind never of breaking, planning, yeah, on never planning on seeing them again. <laughs> well, fuck. Yeah. Uh, Carolyn, you want to get lunch sometime? <laughs> sure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a podcast in literally two weeks from now? <laughs> Actually, literally tomorrow. <laughs> Do you want to start a cult together? <laughs> yeah, let's start a cult together. That sounds fun. <gasps> well, speaking of cults. Twinkle, twinkle, little stars. stars! How I wonder what your charts, charts! Astrology is a little bit of a cult. I feel like that might have been a stretch, but... I mean, I'm sure cults have been built on weirder things. For sure. For sure. Also, just to put in a call out to the listeners, if you have a favorite astrology website, let me know, because I am running low. I'm on, like, third page of Google at this point, guys. But! You know what else we're running low on? What? Players. Like, who the fuck are we gonna do this time? I don't know. Just uh, scroll and stab at your screen. And okay, okay, okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna but close my eyes. This week, uh, we are getting it from www.lovelanyadu.com. Interesting. I picked it for the URL specifically, and I'm very happy I did because this is potentially the most millennial Instagrammy website I have ever seen in my life. Excellent. The logo is you know those like 
mugs and like the coffee tables or whatever with like the the thin geometric strip inlays. I do. The logo is basically that, but in rainbow. Excellent. And then there's like floating like confetti around. I don't know. It's a whole thing. Anyway, just FYI, uh, Mercury is in retrograde right now. Yes. that. Yes, it is. I did know that, actually, because I have a, I have an astrology friend at work now. Oh, fun. Excellent. You should ask her, ask them what they, which one they like. Um, I'll ask. Uh, okay, so I stabbed Miro Heiskanen, which is very appropriate since he just had his birthday this past Thursday. Uh, and so did Jamie Benn. So, cancer. Cancer season. Couple days left. Yep. All right. Cancer. You're likely to find yourself caught off guard by worry or fear this week. You can't control what's happening in the world around you, and you can't control other people, but you can control your choices and the direction and content of your thoughts. Use your body as a resource for releasing pent-up energy, moon child. Okay! The only way out of a cycle is to break your participation within it. This is a time for changes, no matter how small they are, my love. Wow. 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 This is, an, this is a lot. Um, the next one I picked was uh, Rupe Hintz, who is a Scorpio. Scorpio. Okay. You are at the end of a cycle, and it's a bit of a tender moment. This week, it's time to implement the changes you've been working so hard to understand. While it may not be easy or quick, you're totally ready. Honor the truth instead of trying to hold on to the past, Scorpio. There is no person or situation that you can't live without. You're the one that you need, my love. What? Do all of them end with my love? I will find out, but I'm willing to bet yes. (laughs) Okay. So the last one I picked was Essa Lindell, and that is May 23rd, so he's a Gemini. One of our many, many Geminis. Yeah, one of our many. Did you see the horoscope chart that Micah posted? No. Yeah, he, um, I mean, it's literally just, like, a chart of all goalies from, like, 2005 or something like that. But instead of doing it like a circle based on their like birth month, he did their horoscopes. And yes. so like you can see where they are on the horoscopes. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Gemini. As you become more successful, you're also likely to experience more jealousy as you develop different concerns. It's wonderful to thrive, but when you do so, you have to grow and change in order to fill the new shoes that you're wearing. Do the necessary emotional work to catch up to the person you have become, my sweet and wonderful weirdo. That's that's amazing. Okay, so apparently they don't all end with my love. Oh, it didn't end yet, but uh, uh, spoiler, it does not end with my love. You've worked hard to get where you're at, but you need to own it in order to honor it, twin star. Yes. Can you just go ahead and read Leo since my birthday is on Thursday? Yes. Happy birthday, early. Since Yay! Started podcasting on your birthday. Thank you. All right, the Marin one. Leo. 
Your desire to get it done perfectly can compel you to push yourself or others, Leo. If you act out of frustration, you're likely to find yourself creating situations and circumstances that you're not happy with. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. And just because you want to doesn't mean it's a good idea. <laughs> Sit. <laughs> Sit with your impulses to determine whether they're coming from a wise place. You may not be in control, but sometimes that's when the very best stuff happens. All right. That's a pretty positive one. I like it. This is only goes through tomorrow. No. Goes through the 23rd. So it does contain your birthday. It does not. My birthday is the 25th. No. That, so close. I was like, wait. I don't know how dates work. It's cool. It's fine. I'm <laughs> not mad. I'm not mad. That was a, that was a nice little, little horoscope, though. Like that it. was a good horoscope. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, I'm supposed to use my body to release my pent-up energy. <laughs> me oh. and me and Miro. Nice. Yeah. Super great. Good luck with that. Oh, man. You know, Jamie already did because he was crying so much at that wedding. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Except he's a cancer, but yes. Well, that, that was the cancer one. Oh! Oh, right. Right. <laughs> You're right. All right. How cute was that? That was so cute. What a precious little peanut. Well, do you have another happy thing to talk about? I haven't talked about any happy things. Well, other than Jamie crying at a wedding. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorry, you're correct. Um, So, I mean, it's been a weird, again, two weeks, but hopefully I'm on the other side of what I'm trying to do right now. Um, But my sister, I had a missed call from my sister while I was at work yesterday on FaceTime, and I texted her, and I was like, yo, I'm at work. Sorry. And she goes... Oh, it's okay. Lillian, my three-year-old niece, wanted to call me so that I could sing her Twinkle Twinkle Little Star before she went to bed. And that was the cutest thing that my heart, like, just grew three sizes right then. And I cried a little. And then I recorded myself singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and just texted it to her so that my niece could listen to me sing her Twinkle Twinkle Little Star whenever she wanted. That's really cute. Yeah, so that was a happy thing because I just love it. I love it when my niece and nephews, nieces and nephews, really want content from me <laughs> because they have so many people that love them in their lives that it's nice to be like sought out rather than like me going to them being like, "Let me love you." <laughs> That's all. I am a love monster. I am a love monster and I love you so much. Um, That's that, going on the cult tapestry. Excellent. <laughs> excellent. I really want to know what they think I look like based on that right there. Um, yeah. The other thing is that uh, I've got this friend in, Cal- in California, the one that I um, performed the wedding ceremony for back in 2016. And, um, she and her husband have been playing, um, they met playing video games on Xbox Live and they have been taking me through Warframe and I'm just, the happy thing is that that's just been a lot of fun. Like we get together maybe once or twice a week online and Mm. play a lot of levels and I get a lot of shit because they take me to higher levels and I can really like survive on my own and it's just (laughs) been really fun. So that's my happy thing. Yeah. Nothing like two crazy pants. It's just been, you know, low level key fun. So, yeah. Uh, my 
happy things are not really week related, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. So I've had another really pretty bad week with my stomach issues. And so, but the one thing I did do was I booked my trip for my aunt's wedding. So I will officially be going to California for that in the fall. Cool. And I've never been to California before. Really? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I um, took, so her wedding's in a small town, um, but the, because it's pretty close to San Francisco, uh, I'm going to spend an extra couple days there. So I'm, ex- and I've never been to San Francisco, obviously, because I've never been to California, but like, it's such a like cultural touchstone city and such a food culture city that I'm extremely excited to do that. It is also the city of, um, Full House. It is the city of Full House. I will have to sing some theme song as I stroll down yes. those streets. Yes! And, um, the other thing that's kind of happy for me, but I haven't gotten to deal with, do anything with it yet, but I'm going to probably right after we pop finish this podcast is as my birthday present, because I've been getting into gardening and honestly, like right before this, I was reading about peas (laughs) and how best to grow peas and spinach. Um, my stepmom got me a membership to the botanical garden, which is only a couple blocks away from my place. Oh, cool. So um, now I can go walk into the botanical garden all year. And with how hot it has been, not today, but pretty much every other day this week, um, they have AC at some of their, like, cafes and stuff. <laughs> so I might, if I'm working from home and it's stupid hot, might just go there and hang out for a while. <laughs> that sounds like such a much better thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so... I'm pretty excited to go to the botanical garden, which is a phrase I never thought I would say in my life ever. I mean, that's what we, when we went to Edinburgh, we, like, we were trying to find stuff to do to, until we could check into our Airbnb, and we went to the botanical garden, so I have wandered around a botanical garden in Edinburgh. I highly recommend. The place I'm staying in San Francisco is really close to the San Francisco botanical garden, and they have, like, a big fancy Japanese tea garden, too, right there. Which I'm hoping to see. So, I mean, so my family, we're kind of funny in the sense that, like, we went on so many road trips as a child that, like, pulling off the side of the road to go to go to a botanical garden or, like, a Japanese tea garden or, like, literally any kind of roadside attraction or, like, you know, municipal thing is not weird to me at all. <laughs> like, no, I mean, it's not weird. It's an actual activity that a lot of adults enjoy. Uh-huh. Um, however, when I was a child, so my mom's whole family is gardeners, like every single last one of them, all of the sisters garden, uh, my grandma gardens. And when I was little, when I was, you know, in elementary school age, like whenever my grandma would come to visit, we would, she would want to go to Longmont Botanical Gardens because it was about an hour drive. Uh huh. When we were in, I can't remember if that was when we were in Pennsylvania or if it was in, whatever. Point is, I've been to Longmont Botanical Gardens a lot. And as a child, I thought botanical gardens were the most boring things that ever existed. And my mom also made me watch Victory Garden on PBS, which I don't know if you remember that show. I do not. Okay. It's basically, it's a gardening show, right? Like, it's just a straight up a gardening show. And fucking, like, literally... 
every time they would have some sort of segment about bromeliads. Like, when I was 10, I could pinpoint a fucking bromeliad because it was the only fucking plant they ever had on this show. (laughs) And... I hated them. You are so mad right now. (laughs) I hated them so much because I was like, why would anybody ever want a plant that's just foliage? It's just leaves. And now I own two bromeliads. (laughs) I was wondering if that was the end of this story. (laughs) That's awesome. So, yes, this is who I am. I have become my mother. It's fine. She lives a good life. I mean, it's true. She does. She does. Well, we have a couple more questions. Do you want to ask these since I got to ask all your Auntie Marins? Yeah, sure. Okay, so Shani, the best Shani in all the land, asks, uh, I think it's time for another edition of um, Fuck, Mary Kick. I, yeah, because we said kill was too mean. Uh, yeah, but given the players, I don't think it is. <laughs> Uh, she says, hmm, let's see. I really feel like this is some fake prevaricating. Janmark, Perry, or Pollock? Okay, well, this might be harder for you than it is for me, because the obvious answer for me is fuck Pollock, marry Janmark, and kill Perry, right? Like, uh, do I only have to fuck Pollock once? I think, yeah. I think it's a one-night stand. Can I do it in the dark without having to touch him? No, there is touching required as a rule. Then uh, there I'm does gonna... need to be skin to skin contact Ugh. at some point. Oh God, you said skin to skin. <laughs> Ugh. I I'm choosing to kill both Pollock and Perry. That okay. That's not how the game I'm works. I'm choosing to kill Perry, kick Pollock, and marry on Mark. <laughs> that's not how the game works. You only get one kick. Well, obviously, I have to kill Perry. Um, so then, do you marry so Pollock and I stuff? guess I, well, do, do I have to have sex with him to marry him? This isn't the Middle Ages. I think you don't, actually. All right. Well, in that case, I'm going to marry Pollock and live in another state and take all of his money. You need to actually check your state laws because some of them do require consummation of a marriage for it to be legally binding. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> in Texas, do you have to consummate a marriage? Uh, no, as far as you, you just have to be uh, registered, uh, you have to have a civil registration. Um, a a religious marriage may or may not be legally binding, but a civil registration is. So as long as we are registered with the JP, I don't have to sleep with him. So fuck. Okay. I'm going to fuck Janmark. Mary Pollock, live in another, another, take all of his money, but live in another house <laughs> and kill Perry. Get that sweet, sweet alimony when you get divorced. I mean, how long do I have to get married to be married? No, I mean, like, I don't, if I don't have to see him, I don't even care how long I'm married to him. I don't even need to be divorced. I just want all of his money. <laughs> Fair enough. Then you wouldn't be mad if he got re-signed by the stars again. I would not. No, I would not. Although, if he wants to take me north to Canada, I'd be fine with that, too. As long, again, as I don't have to see him. Um, Number two, do y'all have any recipes for light but filling foodstuffs we could make during these hot as fuck summer months? I just made this dope-ass chicken salad. Strong recommend on that. Um, Here's my favorite recipe for the summertime. You drive through somewhere. But, like, drive throughs typically give you really heavy food. Like, 
if you eat a burger, a lot of times it just sits in your stomach. Yeah, I like to go to Schlotzky's and get sandwiches, though. Okay, that's a good call. That's yeah. a good call. So, but or or Sonic and get, like, a slushie. Um, my other recipe is going to H-E-B and getting a watermelon and slicing it. That is my favorite summertime treat. After you let it sit in the in the fridge for a little while, so it's nice and cold. Um, I am... I'm a really bad person to ask right now because I can't cook or eat a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, and I don't cook or eat. <laughs> so I but, eat. That's a joke. No, I, I mean... That I don't cook. Chicken... Yeah, the chicken salad is a hella good one. Like, so this chicken salad I made is so good. It's a curried chicken salad, which is my favorite kind of chicken salad. Ooh. And I've been... Cherries have been on sale for $1.99 a pound. So I chopped up a few cherries... I had some leftover rotisserie chicken. That's the baller thing to do is buy a rotisserie chicken at the store so you don't have to roast shit, but you have this beautiful roast chicken. And you can either have it like on salads, which for a couple days, and then make the leftovers into a chicken salad. This is literally exactly what I did. So it's chicken, cherries. I chopped up some fresh cilantro because I love cilantro. Um, And... Some green onions, because I just have green onions all the time. And I put that all in a bowl. Some mayo, curry powder, cumin seeds, a teeny bit of turmeric, salt, black pepper, and um, garlic powder. Splash of garlic powder. Dash of garlic powder, since it's dry. Mix, 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 mix. Sit in the fridge, covered for at least an hour so all the flavors melt together. Mix, 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 mix. So fucking good. So fucking good. Strong recommend on chicken salad. Um, you could also make like a gazpacho. It's a cold soup. You could if you liked soup. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it for you. No. Um, no, thank you. But yeah, I'm really big on like shit I don't have to do a whole lot to right now because it's so hard for me to honestly move most days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but also make sure that you're getting enough electrolytes. Yes. I have started exercising in the mornings and that is my now daily struggle. Uh, protein, uh, potassium can be found easily in bananas and pickles. So if you like either of those things, that, that explains helps. why I have been craving pickles. <laughs> yep. Um, pickle juice really also helps decrease cramps. Pickles are so good. And that also is a lot of times why they drink pickle juice on the bench. That's nasty. <laughs> that is just the nastiest thing I've ever heard. All right. We want to ask this final question? Yes. I will. I'm just trying to scrub my brain. Um, Jen, well, friend of the podcast. Jen, what? Sorry. Don't scrub too hard because you need to do it again. True. Ugh. Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen, it says, no, sorry, no hockey questions as my brain has been consumed by the eldritch horror of the Cats trailer, but feel free to cast hockey players as Cats Cats. Here's the thing, Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen, I did not find the Cats trailer to be an eldritch horror, first of all. Second of all, I haven't ever actually seen the play, so I can't cast it as anything. <gasps> okay, I've never seen Cats either. I okay. was going to lean on you. Okay, oh, well, I'm me- so sorry. I can't I haven't do seen it. The, I haven't seen the trailer either because I was actually kind of saving it. 
Um, I, I, so I don't, okay. Cause it came out when I was feeling it's, very bad and I did not need to. The cat's trailer has, is, has been kind of funny for me because it's like, there is such a firm divide on Twitter as to like the camps for this whole thing. Right. Like you either love it or you hate it and you're not allowed to have an in-between. Okay. I'm going to watch it. I mean, I will tell you from the stills I have seen, I'm going to hate it. Um, but I'm going to watch it Do right it. now. <laughs> I thought that burp was in the trailer. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I just, I just don't get why they have human faces. I think so they didn't have to put cat nose makeup on Jame, Dame Judy Dench. Just on Jame Judy Dench. Yeah. Or on Sir Oh, Ian McKellen. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Remember when we liked her? <laughs> yes. I'm just so over CGI. You know, honestly, that's what it is. And I think that's probably what it is for a lot of people. That and like they don't look enough like cats, but they don't look enough like people. They're like this kind of weird mix. But yeah. I I don't mind it. It doesn't bother me. Like there there are certainly other things that have freaked me out more. Like the button eyes on Coraline freaked me out way more than this. But that um, was intentionally creepy. And I know, I, and I know, but that it, like it was too much for me. I didn't watch that movie because that's not like that kind of animation is not. I don't I don't handle it well. Oh personally. man, I love Coraline. Um, I like the book, but the movie, oh, I couldn't do it. Um, but, uh, uh, I mean, yeah. so here's my thing. I love ballet. I love dance. I love musicals. If this, if this looked more like the musical, but like a high-end production of it, a theatrical release of the musical with the costumes and everything like that, I'd be super fucking into it. I'm just not into it. I kind I will of say, have to wonder if the re- if the overwhelming reactions based on this are gonna make them rethink how the faces look. I mean, they did that for Sonic. They did. No, I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I kind of, I kind of wonder if that's why they didn't release this so fucking early. Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. It's because mm. this isn't coming out till 2020, and there's still time to to make a lot of updates if they need to. Well, I know Jen was saying that Rumtum Tugger is the one who is the cat who likes to fuck. So I assume that's going to be Tyler Sagan. Yeah, and I think Mira Heiskanen is the little white cat that's being led everywhere. That makes a lot of sense. I don't know what their name is. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Sorry, Jen, friend of the podcast, Jen, but you knew I've never seen this, so. She didn't know I'd never seen it, but I thought you had seen it. No. So, oh man, I feel bad now. The only, like, I've listened to, I've listened to some of the songs, but like, the only song I really know is Memory, and um, if I'm going to cast the cat that sings Memory, based on what I know of the cat that sings Memory, it's going to have to be like, fucking, uh... Wayne Gretzky or somebody like that like somebody that's like don't forget me <laughs> here I am I love this, you no, no it's, Sergei it's, Zuboff let's do Sergei Zuboff it's Sergei <laughs> I was gonna say it's the song of the backup goalie 
Yeah, but they're like that cat is specifically like a an old ingenue who was very beloved and is like now being forgotten because she's old. I guess. I guess. All right. But no, Sergei Zubov makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry that that was such a lame ending because we didn't have a good answer for that. We tried. I thought oh. We oh, this is all my fault. It's all my fault. I mean, it's cool. You didn't know I hadn't seen it. It is certainly <laughs> something I would have seen normally. Well, that's all we have for you today. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find me at Classlicity. I'm at Marinish. And you can find our official Twitter at Depart Hockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or want to join our cult, you can email us at <laughs> DeparthHockey at gmail.com. To be clear, you can also join the cult just by tech tw- tweeting us. It's fine. Uh, and if you want to find our Open uh, to blog- all comers. Open all comers. If you want to find our blog where we will post this post, and then we have lots of old posts, and then we will post all of the rules regarding our cults later, uh, yes. then you can find us at dparthockey.wordpress.com. Bye! Bye! I always wave when I do that. Oh, do you really? Yeah. <laughs>